Welcome to the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast. If you're thinking of starting a small business, you're already running one, or you're responsible for marketing a small business, you've come to the right place. Join us weekly as Crash Course Marketing Academy founder Gayla Zoes helps you make sense of today's mind-boggling array of marketing options. So sit back, relax, and get ready to cut through the confusion because the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast is starting now. Hey everyone, Gayla Zoes here. Welcome to episode 28 of the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast. This week is a Marketing 101 week, and that means I'll be interviewing someone I know who offers marketing-related products, services, or advice. Now, the goal here isn't to sell you anything. It's to give you the information you need to be a smart buyer of those products, services, or advice. In this episode, I talk to Greg Wilson, the co-owner of 10 Ken Digital. One of the services Greg provides involves teaching people how to create elevator speeches. His approach represents the latest thinking on the subject, which is why I wanted to bring him to the podcast. So if you've ever been intimidated by the prospect of creating an elevator speech, or you've struggled trying to deliver one, you'll be interested in what Greg Wilson has to say. Let's listen in. Hey, Greg. Thanks for joining me today. Hello, 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 Gayla. Nice to be here. Thank you for inviting. Oh, let's start off with a little information about you. People here in Middle Tennessee know you as the founding artistic director of Actors Point Theater Company, and that's a professional theater just outside Nashville in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Tell us about your background and how you got to where you are today. A um, little bit of background. Yeah, I, I went to, uh, I lived up in Wisconsin, went to the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, um, which yeah, for a large city, it was a pretty large uh, extension campus, over 50,000 students. <laughs> so it was really pretty robust. And in that uh, uh, theater department there, decided to, to go into acting in that theater department, they happened to be... Uh, using that theater program as a guinea pig program to a, a, uh, a conservatory type program, i.e., you know, a, uh, Carnegie Mellon or, uh, uh, an ACT or, you know, it's, it's those that you have to audition to get into. Okay. And, uh, uh, with, and then you end up with a master's degree. Well, I just, the timing was right. They were guinea pigging, pigging the program and they guinea pigged it on my class. So it was wonderful. <laughs> so I got really high level professional training, uh, classical training, uh, by some of the, some of the great trainers in, in the country at the time. Uh, and, and, uh, that, that launched me into being, you know, doing some work professionally, right, right in, in college and then out of college. And then uh, over time, getting married and having four kids and all the things, uh, you know, you have to have a regular day job too sometimes. So uh, we did all those, but, uh, uh, and then moved to Nashville in 92 and started working uh, down here and in doing what I was doing. I was a convention planner as well. So I always stayed on kind of on the production side of things. Uh, as well. You know, if you want to survive as an artist, you do all things art <laughs> yes. in, in your field, right? And uh, consequently, the uh, over time, you know, I, 
I met Gayla in a coffee shop. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, fancy that. Fancy that, son of a gun. I think all the coffee shops were built for us. They sell coffee, but we get office space. At any rate. (laughs) Yes, because the mothership was where we met. I mean, we called the mothership, right? The big S. Mm -hmm. Anyway. And all the, uh, and uh, uh, it, over those times, you know, it, the, the question came up, hey, where, what are you doing? Well, I, I had to leave, I had to leave Sumner County to get a, to get paid to be an actor. <laughs> and so my friend at the mothership named Gayla pushed me out of the nest. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Said, hey, we got to start your own thing here in Sumner County. And, you know, we started doing the research back in what, 2009, 2010, looking around and going, you know what? This community is driving downtown to see this stuff anyway. Why not have them stay here in town and see the actors that they are paying all this money to go see downtown plus $30 parking, right? All mm-hmm. the things. Oh yeah. Any rate, let's, let's get those folks to come up here and do wonderful theater. And so that's what we've done. And, and uh, we really have tried to make it a, a you know, yes, we, we started in Hendersonville and have done a lot in Hendersonville just because of the facilities. But, you know, over time uh, we became the artist uh, artists or, or theater company in residence at Ball State. And uh, that's now in its reopening after all the COVID things. And, and as far as being able to do events there and so on, and, uh, and then just different facilities in Sumner County. And so that's, that's what that is. So I, I have a degree in acting and uh, over time I've directed and then I also coach actors. And then believe it or not, I even coach business people on how to be themselves. <laughs> well, that's, that's really a beautiful segue. Into, was that intentional? Was that an intentional segue? Well, it wasn't an intentional beautiful. segue, but uh, sure. Yes, yes, it yeah. was. Oh, wow, yes. You noticed. We intended that. Okay. So, you know, before, before we, before we make the pivot, I just want to say that the, the show's Actors Point Theater Company puts on are really incredible. And, you know, I, I don't know how you connected with these actors that you see, that you've seen on TV or, I mean, heck, one of your, one of your actors was on Nashville. Um, I mean, it's just amazing. The quality of actors you are, that your network is able to bring to these productions. It really is incredible. And, And especially the Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah, just really, really fun. And and of course, uh, er, early on, I was uh, working with the Tennessee Shakespeare Festival, oh, yes. which was being held down in Bell Buckle. And uh, we had some connection there. One of the teachers was had spent 25 years in Hollywood and had friends. And one of her friends was our friend Lane Davies. And of course, Lane, uh, he was Emmy nominated actor for the TV show uh, Santa Barbara. And back in the eighties and, and, uh, is still working today. In fact, he's in LA now, I think shooting a film. Uh, but, uh, Lane is also one of the foremost authorities in America on how to get Shakespeare done and how to do it right. And so that connection has, has been wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, he's tremendous. You're tremendous. And, and this thing that you've built here is tremendous. All right. So now let's do the pivot. So, uh, let, let's start by defining the term elevator speech. So all of our listeners are on the same page. So how do you define 
the term elevator speech. Well, certainly, you know, the term came from the fact that uh, you're sitting in an elevator uh, going up to the 12th floor and somebody who you've never seen before said, hey, so what do you do, you know, to pass time in the elevator? And you only have a minute because it's an elevator ride. <laughs> Unless it's you, like at a certain hospital or, you know, then yeah, it could are. be fine. Yeah, that's right. But so what do you say, you know? Uh, and, uh, back when that's, that's how they coined the phrase elevator speech, but an elevator speech really, uh, uh, sometimes is defined in people's minds. And I think it's back from the, you know, the, the sales and marketing gurus of the eighties and, and nineties and stuff like that is, you know, go out and sell, go out and tell people what you do and, and sell, sell, sell. And it's always selling. You're always closing. You're always closing. <laughs> and so back then the elevator speech was, Hey, I got all this cool stuff. Let me come and give you all this cool stuff and you should give me money. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically that's kind of where it went. <clears throat> and today that's, that's, it's kind of changed because uh, uh, especially with this new generation of business people, younger generation coming up, we, I'm finding that they don't, want to be sold things. They want to buy things, but they want to buy things from like regular quotation marks, authentic human beings. <laughs> and uh, so many people get taught in the sales world how to be salesy, but not necessarily authentic. And so what we have to do is we've revamped what was typically the elevator speeches. Hey, so what do you do? Well, I want, I own a wonderful professional theater company and here you, here's the link to buy tickets and boy, you should come and, you know, and it's pushy, pushy, selly, selly. Uh, and, and there, there's a difference now. Uh, and, and now people want to be told your story. And so, uh, today we're, we're working with people on, on storytelling, you know, and of course, that's pretty much when you start researching all the great marketing gurus of today, i.e. story brand, <laughs> you know, all these other guys, it's, it's really is about storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the connection between your work in the theater and mm-hmm. storytelling, the storytelling approach to delivering an elevator speech is, is a really cool link. It's an obvious link, but it's not a link that anybody would have expected. I mean, think about that. No. Yeah. I mean, I'm at acting school and I'm, believe it or not, my, my locker mate is Willem Dafoe and we're doing the Tempest. (laughs) Oh my God. Is that true? Yeah, it's true. 1975, 76. And, uh, uh, we're, we're in the, in the play and to, to think that, oh yeah, one day I'm going to continue to work as an actor, but business people are going to approach me and go, can you help me be a better presenter? Because really when it boils down to it, the acting technique boils down to finding out who you are in yourself and then developing tools to, to allow yourself to express uh, you know, your emotion, uh, your uh, feelings, your thought life uh, in in the voice of the character, you know, kind of thing. And so <laughs> uh, I, I gave you a short answer for years of training right there, but <laughs> that, that, that's basically, you know, what, what we're talking about is, is you know, drill, who, who would ever thunk that uh, – uh, <laughs> 
people would be asking me, Hey, can you help, can you help me, can you help me hone my pitch? And so that's, what's been happening a lot. Yeah. I think that that, that's an amazing connection. And I want to help people who might not, people who might be new to marketing, whether they're small business owners or people who are newly in charge of marketing for a small business. I want to help them understand the significance of an elevator speech and why this is such an important thing to have. Talk about that. Well, it's important to have it because people want to know what you deliver. You know, actually people don't even care what you do, how you do it. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, we have, we have this many people in our marketing department. We have, we have this many, uh, we, you know, we, we have uh, this many drivers on our delivery routes and we have this many. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or my favorite one, we just have the very best service. <laughs> Everybody says that. <laughs> you and everybody does? Everybody okay. says that, yeah. That's a, so, that's a real differentiator. Wow. You, you're the ones with the best service, really? So what if, instead of me saying, I've got the best service, what if, if somebody says, hey, what do you do? Okay, here, let, let's, let's give an example, and I'll use the theater company. Somebody says, hey, I understand you do th- summer camps for kids. I could say, yeah, they really have a lot of fun and the show is really good and I really work them hard and uh, a lot of kids come and we've been doing it for a lot of years and 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 so you, your kids should do it too. Yeah, no. So, yeah, so what? No. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. and, and we really do use, you know, some of the best uh, music and we have got really good musicians. Yeah, okay. How, how about this? Uh, so what, so what, 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 what do you go? Well, you know what we've, uh, somebody says to me, uh, Hey, so I understand your theater company does summer camps. Let, let me tell you something. Uh, about three years ago, a mom came to us, uh, with her child and said, Hey, you know what? She's, she's having some difficulty getting along with people in school, just not, not really connecting, you know, and, and she's more of a creative type. She doesn't play sports. I don't know what to do with her. And, um, you know, she's going to some dark places, wants to be in her room all the time, you know, things like that. And, and so, uh, I just told her, Hey, bring your, bring your daughter to camp for one day. Not that she has to come, but just bring her for one day. If she likes it, sign her up. Right. Well, that's what, that's what happened. And within a couple of days, I was standing at the back of the room. Mom comes in to pick up her daughter and she's in tears and she goes, I don't know what you've done to her, but she's found my, her tribe. She's found her people and she is so happy. Wow. I haven't seen her this happy. And you know what? That's what we do in our theater camp. Sure. The show is a lot of fun and they're going to learn a lot of, a lot of cool skills, but that's what, that's what Actors Point Theater Company does for, for kids. You know, what I love about that is, is that that approach is entirely consistent with, with what I, with my approach, the the approach that I use with my clients. And that is you are solving a problem. Okay. Whatever, whatever you're delivering a product, a service, an experience, advice, whatever it is, it's solving a problem. In some cases, a problem people don't even know they have, and it's solving a problem better than the competition does. And so mm-hmm. what, what, I mean, you, the, the approach that you're describing, the storytelling approach is really embedding 
the um, awareness of the problem. That's really the focus. Yeah. And, and the solution to that problem. And I just think it's brilliant. Well, and, and, and let's go back to the first premise. I can either tell her all the cool stuff we do. I could say, oh, and boy, oh boy, we really connect your kids with kids, you know, that are, are the same, the way, the way they think. Or I can tell that story and get her to say, oh my gosh, you guys connect kids. I yeah. want that. I want that mm-hmm. for my kid. I, I, then I don't have to say, you want this? She can say, I want this. And, and so that's the, the stories get the people to go, tell me more or, Hey, I want that too. Or rather than you say, I got good service. They say, man, that's good service. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's beautiful. So where might a business owner or a marketing person use an elevator speech besides an elevator? Well, you go to a business after hours function. You go to some networking function. Certainly, you know, if you uh, attend any of the uh, Chamber of Commerce's <laughs> functions here in Sumner County, uh, you're going to run into a, a point where they say, hey, let's everybody go around the room and, and give us your one minute pitch. You know, tell us what y'all do, you know. And so, you know, what's my goal in that situation? My goal in that situation is to get somebody to ask more questions at the end of the meeting. Mm-hmm. My, my goal is to not, <laughs> to not try to tell them everything I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I, just want, I just want to tell stories. And, and by the way, uh, especially for the new marketer uh, in, in a company, somebody's in, it's put in charge of marketing, that company could not exist more than a month without having success stories. Couldn't happen. The reason you even have a job is because they they can afford to hire you because of success stories. Mm-hmm. So there's plenty of stories, you yeah. know. Back 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 in the way back in the day when I after I got out of college and needed a job, I sold copiers door to door in in Milwaukee, and I could say we had the fastest service, or I could say, "Hey, let me show you some of the things that we have done." Uh, physically done, numbers of techs, warehouse, all the things that we do, what our technicians do, blah, 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 all the things for you to be able to say to me, oh my gosh, nobody else does that. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But it's, it's, it's a story. Yeah, yeah. So Greg, what is a simple formula that a business owner or a marketer might use to create an elevator speech like the one you're describing? Um, again, let's, let's figure out a story, uh, that can be told in less than a minute, uh, that leads people to, to a conclusion. And then all you got to do on the end is say, Hey, is there any, you know, whatever the story is that, that proves the point that says, um, uh, boy, that is good service. You know, so the process is, to, to learn how to drill down, okay, and drill down on yourself. All right, so we can, we can use an example. 
Uh, I have a friend who owns uh, uh, a, a cleaning business. He pressure washes and stuff like that. But he last year he just got a new machine that can literally he can snake through someone's uh, duct work and you know clean out their air ducts in their house. And he can also show you what's in your air ducts. So he's got a camera that snakes through, right? That's something everyone wants to see for sure. Everybody, well, <laughs> he kept saying, I've got this air and we can see what's in there. And then you can see how clean they are. And, you know, that, that, that's really wonderful. Or he could say, you know, we got this machine and it goes through your ducts. And so I hooked it up at my house. And then I started going through the ducts and I called my wife over and I said, honey, look, look what's there. And she goes, what's that thing? He goes, I don't know. She goes, get it out now. <laughs> it's a family of four. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the answer is when he started telling that story, people are like, will you come and come and see what I, I don't know <laughs> that's in my hair ducts. Oh yeah. That's gorgeous. <laughs> So it led to a foregone conclusion. So people were like, hmm, wonder. And so he would he would tag that with, hey, if you want to see who's living with you, give me uh -huh. a call. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, give me some other examples of some of the best elevator speeches you've heard that uses formula. Yeah, well, that's that certainly that's one of them. I think that's one of them for sure. Because <laughs> uh, you just get the visuals are in your head, you know, and. Um, but, the, uh, you know, I, I do like that, that, that story of, uh, you know, the, the one I, I mean, I not bragging, but I think my story about the little girl finding her tribe is a big deal, you know? Yeah. Uh, it is. Um, I, I have, uh, I have heard, uh, people, you know, and of course I, I listen to these elevator pitches every week going to these different networking functions and I, and I guess the ones that I can say are the most successful are the ones that say, hey, this is a real person. He's not trying to be salesy. He's just, he or she are just being themselves. And I want to buy from somebody I know, like, and trust. Okay. And, and so Uh, th that and 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 the ones that I would that that would say, hey, this this makes our company unique in the world of lookalikes, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So uh, here here's one that's worked really well for me. Here's another one that's been pretty powerful. You know, the, uh, uh, it's not a surprise that uh, people not only like to go and see shows, but a lot of times they like to have dinner and a show. Oh, yeah. And and um, so that's 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 really cool. Well, we we figured out that uh, we could do that and we could do it really efficiently and effectively in the in the spaces that, that we use for the Actors Point Theater Company. So we can give you a dinner and a show for most of the time for the price of a dinner. <laughs> and uh believe it or not we're the only ones in all of Sumner County that offer this now I'm unique in the world of lookalikes yeah 
you know, uh, you know, Dr. Ming Wang, everybody knows who Dr. Wang is. In, in uh, Middle Tennessee, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. For our listeners outside of yeah. Middle Tennessee, define Mr. Ming Wang or Dr. Yeah, Dr. Ming Wang. Dr. Ming Wang is, is uh, well, he's, uh, he, he came as a 15-year-old from, from China back in the 70s with $15 in his pocket in high school uh, 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 equivalency and took a medical entrance exam and scored one of the highest scores ever with no college and got into medical school at Harvard. <laughs> He's invented this, this thing that, that has helped people, millions of people around the world see that couldn't see before. Mm-hmm. And uh, is happens to be a world-class ballroom dancer mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, a marketing genius. And, and Dr. Wang is always saying, Hey, you should say things in your elevator speech that if the competition said them, it would no longer be true. <laughs> yep. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 There's things that there's things that that set you apart, Gayla, that set other people apart. So my point is you have to drill down to those things. Mm-hmm. Right? Hey, I give good service. Okay, so what? What does that mean? Well, when someone calls, I do this, this, and this. Yeah, so what? No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? exactly. And 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 keep drilling down to the things that people say when that that are happy with you when 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 you're done with them that the people go, "Wow, that was great. I'm going to send you someone else." Yeah, that really requires a shift in perspective. You really can't look at your business as the producer, as the person who's delivering it. You've really got to look through your prospective customer's eyes. Yeah. I think that's the really important thing. All right. Well, I, I think so. And, you know, I've sat down, I did this last week at a law firm. Somebody had me come in and coach one of their employees. And uh, and she said, well, you know, we do this. And I said, so what? <laughs> and she said, well, we do that. So? <laughs> well, then this, so? And she's like, boy, you're being rude. I go, no, <laughs> I'm being what you should be. So what? Because nobody cares yep. your technique. They just care about the outcome for them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Talk about the biggest mistakes you see people make when they're trying to write or deliver an elevator speech. I think we've just talked about one, and that is assuming that you're, that the person listening cares about what you offer. What are some others? Well, I think mistakes, and I think they're they're not on a specific speech. Well, there's two things. There are some on specific speeches that n- number one, they haven't rehearsed. <laughs> oh yeah, and I have seven or eight that are always ready. You know, I can t- I can pivot seven or eight different ways at any given time, and that's just rehearsal is is an important thing. I I tell everybody, go and take a look at, uh, I think it's 2008, the YouTube video of Steve Jobs uh, on YouTube introducing the very first iPhone. And then when you realize, uh, if you read the uh, uh, Presentation Secrets of Steve Jobs, this is actually a book, The Presentation Secrets of Steve Jobs, you'll realize that Steve Jobs, for that first thing, he rehearsed with his whole team uh, uh, the production team, he rehearsed seven hours a day 
for two months. And it looked like it was just seamless and just off the cuff and so relaxed because he knew what was going to happen in every given moment. And of course, they sold how many iPhones in like the first hour? Mm -hmm. Millions? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It wasn't a joke to him. Yeah. So the point was, if you're going to do this, then let's rehearse. Mm -hmm. Let's be ready. So that's the biggest, one of the biggest mistakes people make. And and then uh, again, back to... uh, expecting results the first time you pitch, I think is a big deal. And the, mm-hmm. the answer is that this, this game is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Okay. So people know, like trust all the things and it take that take, that takes a little bit of time. And, and then when you're in a networking situation, let's start acting the way you would want people to act toward you. <laughs> so I want people to make me feel more comfortable in a new situation, so on and so forth. I remember uh, hearing a, a speaker talk about the the fact that when when I go into a room, rather than me going, oh, they're having a meeting, my attitude is, oh, look, they built this whole building and got all these people together for my meeting, <laughs> and I'm going to be the host. Yep. And I'm going to make everybody in the room feel like, oh my gosh, that guy is making sure, you know, if somebody was in your home, how would you make them feel? Yeah. You'd, yeah. you'd take care of them. Yeah. Yeah. It, that That is awesome. All right. In every podcast episode, I like to give listeners a key takeaway. So what is the most important thing, the one thing that a business owner or a marketing person needs to know if they want to create a killer elevator speech. Well, I, I would say that they need to know, get the, get the team together. This just happened with, uh, uh, just last month I did, I did four hours with a, a, a law firm here in Sumner County and all, they had all of their people, the whole staff was in the room. And, uh, if you guys can just identify from everybody on the staff a story, <laughs> yeah. just one, and everybody knows those stories and everybody knows how to tell those stories, if you could do that, then, oh my gosh, <laughs> it would be, it, 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 it would just change things because really, let's face it, nowadays in today's marketplace, Anybody who works at a company is in sales and marketing, whether they like it or not. Right. That's right. So recognize that you are is, is the biggest takeaway. I'm in sales and marketing. So rather than say, okay, I'm in sales and marketing. Okay. What's the plan? What's the boots on the ground plan? And it always boils down to there's probably, if there's 14 people in your law firm, people that are, 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 are administrative as opposed to the lawyers themselves or so on and so forth. It's still important because they've got stories that sometimes the lawyers don't even know about. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you, everybody stands in line at a Starbucks and that's a great opportunity. How many connections have you made in the line at Starbucks? I mean, I made a lot. Sitting around and you see the same people and then eventually you end up talking to them and eventually you go to their house for dinner. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Not that that's happened to us, right? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Greg, if somebody wants more information or they want to work with you or bring you into their organization to develop a kill elevator, killer elevator speech, 
how can they find you? So Greg Wilson, and um, I'm going to give you my uh, email. It's super simple. Greg Hats, H-A-T-S. I wrote a play called Hats. So it's Greg Hats at yahoo.com. Okay. Greg Hetz at Yahoo.com, or, or if you want to you want to call, uh, you can actually call the theater company at 615-431-9620. And you may get somebody who tries to sell you tickets, but they'll at least take a message and get a hold of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll make sure to put your contact info in the show notes. So Thank all right. So Greg, thank you. Thank you for talking to us today. This is amazing advice for anybody who's selling anything at any time. So thanks for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast. If you enjoyed the show, why not leave a review? It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback. And speaking of feedback, if there's a topic you would like Gala to address on the podcast, let us know. Just drop us an email at info at crashcoursemarketingacademy.com. The Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast will be back next week with more straight talk about marketing your small business. Until then.